Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to this month's CPHI podcast. This monthly series aims to showcase various insights into the major issues affecting pharma supply chains, manufacturing, and distribution. I'm Gareth Carpenter, Farmer Editor at Informa Markets, and in this episode we'll be delving into the issue of Pharma 4.0 and what steps the industry is taking to transition pharmaceutical manufacturing to a much more digitalised model. The pharma industry is constantly seeking new ways of streamlining its manufacturing processes, and digitalisation lies at the core of this transition. It is seen as the springboard to a brave new world of pharma manufacturing driven by smart facilities of the future, big data, artificial intelligence, data integrity and end-to-end integration to name but a few choice descriptors. And here to make sense of all this is Thomas Halfman, Global Head Production IT at international IT service provider NNIT. Thomas has more than 25 years of experience in manufacturing IT and automation in the life sciences industry. After various management positions at Novartis, in 2008, Thomas co-founded the International Life Sciences Consulting Group, HGP, which was subsequently acquired by NNIT in 2019. Thomas, a very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining us here today. Hello, Gareth. Thank you very much for the introduction. It's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. So, Thomas, first of all, I think it's fair to say the pharma industry is well aware there are many potential benefits to harnessing the power of new and emerging technology and introducing automation to its manufacturing processes. But for the benefit of those in our audience who may not be aware, could you first of all explain to us what this concept of Pharma 4.0 specifically refers to? Yeah, I will try to. I mean, uh, Pharma 4.0, or 4.0, I mean, this is something that has been talked about for, I would say, a good deal of 10 years right now, and various interpretations out there. So sometimes it's referred to as the application of Industry 4.0 or Industrial Internet of Things into the pharmaceutical industry. But according to what the ISPE Working Group Pharma 4.0 defined, It is more than that. I mean, it is, of course, the application of new technology, digitalization of processes, but it's also applying a holistic control concept based upon the holistic control concept as it is defined by various guidelines into the pharmaceutical industry. So, you know, we have this so-called digital era. What are the main challenges for pharmaceutical manufacturers within this I think we are in the pharmaceutical industry, we are in a kind of a very traditional industry. So once we have implemented something, we are operating that for many, many years. And this is at least what I've seen in the last 25 years. So the main challenge for me that I see in the production area with the implementation of Pharma 4.0 is that we need to accelerate the speed of implementation digital applications and the speed of innovating and introducing new technologies. So in the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, we also get a lot of cost pressure like other industries as well. And in order to keep up with that cost pressure, but at the same time, maintaining the quality that we need to maintain, because I mean, like many other industries, I mean, we are dealing with life-saving products or products if we are not producing to the 
needed standards that they can harm the life of the patient. So the pressure of digitalization or the pressure of cost needs to result in digitalization on the shop floor as well, because only if we increase the exchange of information that we are having on the shop floor amongst all the systems from our ERP system, from our planning system, through manufacturing, through logistics, material logistics, quality control, only then we can maintain the quality that we need in order to produce the products. I see. You mentioned these the certain pressures such as, as cost and quality, etc. We also have a very stringent regulator requirements in pharmaceuticals and there's an emphasis on compliance. Do you think that things such as this stifle and slow innovation and continuous improvement in pharmaceutical manufacturing? Honestly, no. I think they don't have to. I think it's not actually the regulations that are slowing us down. I think very often it is our own interpretation of the regulations that is slowing us down. So at the end of the day, we need to ensure that we are applying the regulatory requirements, for example, like validation and so on, or the way how we release batches, also in a digital way. So we cannot apply our interpretation of the regulations that have been manifested maybe 20 years ago in a complete different area for a complete different environment in the same way as we are doing that today. And I think validation is a very good example. So if you look at the classical computer system validation approach, which is embracing the V model and a very sequential approach, this was designed at the time when we have been talking about monolithic systems, client-server architectures, automation systems, isolated, not very integrated with each other. Now we are talking also in the production environment, for example, about application of cloud solutions. We cannot apply the same interpretation of the regulation, how to validate a computer system for a cloud-based system than a system that was designed based upon, as I said, client-server technology many, many years ago. But again, it is not the regulations itself that preventing us from being agile with that. It's actually our interpretation, and we need to adapt the regulations as they are written and interpret them into the digital world, and then I think we are good. So given that pharmaceutical manufacturers apply that strategy and have an open-minded approach, what are the digital tools that are currently available to them to improve their current processes? One of the tools is available for 20, 24 years, 25 years already, and this is what we call an MES. We started to implement manufacturing execution systems into the pharmaceutical in production in the late 90s in order to achieve paperless production. If I look around into the pharmaceutical industry and into the facilities today, we are probably not there yet in all of facilities. I mean, in some of them, and many of them, obviously, we achieve paperless production but by the implementation of MES. But we also see a lot of facilities who have a very low level of automation still today. Other tools that are available, not only just an MES, which I think and I personally believe is the key of embarking into a digital journey in production, but other tools that are available are, for example, augmented reality. So what we have seen with augmented reality is that you can accelerate, for example, change over times on your production lines by equipping 
the operator with tools that the operator guide through the process of changing, uh, for example, a very complex production line, like a packaging line or another production line, changing a lot of tools within the production line and accelerating that process by whatever, 50%, 30 50%. And Thomas, what can manufacturers do to utilize digital solutions without compromising the, the regulatory requirements? I mean, you've, you've touched on this already. It's about interpretation, but is there anything else that they can do? One of the things, is, is, as I said, I mean, is the interpretation of the guidelines, also adapting, for example, the validation approach to embrace the digital age, uh, also the, the usage of cloud systems, for example, as, as we have discussed that before. But also, coming back, for example, to that example with the augmented reality, I mean, this is something where it can help pharmaceutical companies to release batches faster than before, but also to ensure that if we are talking about a whole integrated digital architecture, that no information that is necessary to release a batch and to confirm GMP production, that no information and no data is lost, no data is altered in any way. So definitely an integrated digital architecture is also an enabler of data integrity at the end of the day. And with the increasing complexity of the processes that we are talking today, I mean, it's becoming more and more important. I mean, just think about specialized medicine, yeah, where yeah. we have patient material within our production environment. I mean, there's definitely something where we don't want to risk any mix-up with other material and so on and so forth because it goes back to the patient again. And this is, if you would imagine, doing that on paper, I think, from my point of view, Honestly, this is not imaginable at all. I think this is only possible by implementing and introducing digitalization in these environments. And the implementation of things such as automation, and specifically in this case, Pharma 4.0 or Pharma 4.0, people talk about what the potential impact is on the human element. Will Pharma 4.0 start to replace human workforces? Is that sort of the stark scenario that we're facing? I don't think it will replace human workforces. I mean, with all that we are seeing in regards of digitalization in the pharmaceutical production environment, I don't see that we are talking about replacement of operators. However, I mean, operators need to adapt to new tools and to new technology. I mean, that's for certain. But also, I think it is a great relief for, for operators as well because implementing digital tools like a manufacturing execution system or like augmented reality helps also operators to focus on their value-adding activities and relieve them from non-value-adding activities, for example. And coming back to that augmented reality example with the changeover of, of packaging lines, I mean, this gives an operator fantastic guidance to do that first of all, faster, but secondly, also without doing any mistakes and without filling in paper after each step that an operator is executing and acknowledging that he has done the right step according to an SOP because he gets all that he needs to do in his augmented reality device guided what he needs to do. And also some of these tools like virtual reality, augmented reality also help operators or companies to train up their operators in a de facto digital twin environment, if you so will. 
And finally, Thomas, a word on these very challenging times that we live in. With the world's head turned fully towards managing and hopefully eliminating the threat of COVID-19, what's your view on the effect this crisis is having on this Pharma 4.0 transition? It was a very interesting year and we now have mid of February. So at least for me in the middle of Europe, it started somehow one year ago. And yeah, at the beginning, I thought, okay, this would be a very challenging year for the pharmaceutical industry. But what we very quickly recognize is that there are also some chances and opportunities with the pandemic. Because first of all, what the pandemic made quite visible was what processes in the pharmaceutical supply chain, in pharmaceutical production are really broken. So what is this what we need to fix? And one of the things I think that are quite obvious and were quite obvious in the first few months of the pandemic was that digital plant is much better prepared for a pandemic than a non-digital plant. For example, some of the workforce could not show up for work for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Also, we needed to limit the access to the sites. So working from home or working from a remote place obviously is not possible for an operator. But it is possible for people that are doing QA reviews and other things or doing production logistics or production preparation. So they don't need to be on site. But enable them to work remotely is only possible if we have a digital plant. And this is, I think, something that the pandemic has demonstrated last year and then still is demonstrating that digital plant is much better prepared for that and at the end of the day also much more effective and efficient than a non-digital plant. That's, That's one good. of the outcomes personally that I see from that pandemic then. Good to know. Thomas, thanks again for joining us and shedding some light on farmers' journey towards digitalization. That's it for this month. I really hope you can join us for next month's podcast interview, where we'll be focusing on research and development and how the trend to decentralise clinical trials and collect trial data in a remote setting is gaining momentum as the world adjusts to the reality of a prolonged pandemic situation. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye and have a great day ahead. Thank you.